everyone, this is Owen. I'm not actually in this episode, but I just want to disclose two things. First, that the game that is being played today was designed by Craig Campbell, edited by Vincent Harper, and has its interior art drawn by Beth Varney, and is published by Nerdburger Games. Also, I just wanted to give additional credit to our guest star this episode, who actually wound up doing a bulk of the editing. Hello, world, and welcome back to Big Gay Nerds. Joining us today is me, Saturn, they, them. You can find me at thefuturerolesatwitter.com. And we've got three other people here. Also, we've got Levi. Hello, I'm Levi. Pronouns are they, them. Um, oh, that's it, I guess. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. We got Pixie. Yeah, I'm she, her, they, them. I just pop up sometimes. Radical. And last but certainly not least, Special first-time-ever guest star, question mark? It's Elliot. Hi, you can call me Elliot because that's my name. I use he him pronouns, and I have forced my way onto this podcast. First long-time listener, first-time guest. You can find me on Twitter at Podcaster Elliot. Radical. And so today we're doing something a little different. Elliot has very politely offered to bring us a game that he thought we might like, and we're going to see how that shakes out. Interrupting our kind of uh, break-ridden uh, beam saber block due to personal difficulties and technical difficulties, among other things, we're going to be playing a game called Die Laughing. And Elliot, how about you tell us a bit about Die Laughing, and we can like kind of figure out what we're doing. All right. So Die Laughing is a game that I heard about through other podcasts. Essentially, a group of people plays this game as games tend to go. Basically, we are going to be cooperatively creating a horror comedy movie from start to finish. So each of us is going to play one of the characters in this movie. There is going to be a monster killing our characters in various fun and entertaining ways. And once our characters die, we have producer points based off of sort of when we go out or when our characters are off, I guess. And producer points allow us to influence the scenes of the movie after our characters have been written out. Is basically the gist of it. The point of the story that we're telling is that essentially all or at least most of our characters are going to die. It's more or less assumed that the monster is going to win in the end. And the point is just to tell a fun and entertaining story along the way. Wonderful. And we've done some, a little bit of very small amount of character building ahead of time. But for the most part, we're going to be figuring out how to play as we play it. Aside from Elliot, who knows a bit more about the game than we do. But for most of us, uh, this is a completely brand new territory. Um, so, yeah. 
let's figure out what would be the good order of operations here, you think? Should we talk about characters first or setting or monster or? I feel like we should probably do characters and then just with the monster we've picked, I feel like it's kind of funniest if we do characters, setting, and then monster. Mm -hmm. I like that idea. Um, okay. Since I'm talking anyway, I'll do character first. I am playing Beef Jackson, who is, whose archetype is the stoner. Um, their age is four plus 20. Height is yes. Weight is sure. I have a description for them, but I should like the, the distinguishing features like wait until we are in the scene setting proper you think oh it could really go either way whatever you feel works best um also you for scene setting proper i think but they're 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 the stoner uh their charismatic is their quirk uh, they have uh, their stuff is their first stuff is a pipe weed and lighter because they're a stoner and their second stuff is a burner cell phone with five percent battery remaining because they're a stoner um uh, yeah that's my character do you want me to talk about quirks and stuff now since I forgot, or should we wait until they come up in play? Oh, we can wait till they come up in play. It's a mystery. Okay. <laughs> stuff is a surprise tool that'll help us later. Exactly. <laughs> I guess I'll go next. I am playing the parent archetype. His name is Derek De Eric. He is 40 for the fifth time. He's five foot nine and his weight is listed as dad bod. He is this, his sort of pulse for me are essentially Greg universe as played by Bob Belcher. So he doesn't know what's going on, but he rolls with it and tries to do his, his quirk is everybody's buddy. And the stuff that he has is a bottle of aspirin. And a fanny pack full of snacks. Radical. Levi or Pixie, which one he wants to go next? I will go last because I'm still, I'll be there by the time you get <laughs> to me, but. <laughs> okay. Understood. Yeah, no All right. So the archetype I picked was paranormal investigator at, in the style of a Stephen King novel. So I picked the quirk psychic. His name is Harold Underwood. The stuff I picked for him is a notepad and pen and a video camera with low battery. So uh, both Harold and Beef will be running out of battery on their devices shortly. Pretty much immediately. <laughs> as soon as it's convenient for uh, horror to take place. 5% on a cell phone does not last very long. <laughs> oh, it's funny, man. They got battery saver on, man. Oh, fuck, my phone died. It's an airport. There's like a million power plugs. No, I I left my I left my fucking <laughs> charger in the car, man. Um, don't ask me where my car is, man. I don't know. <laughs> Look, I got a lot of problems before I can work my way back to figuring out where my car is. I got a hard life. <laughs> oh, um, oh beef, oh beef. <laughs> uh, where the I need an O beef t-shirt. <laughs> o beef. Jeez Louise. Are you there, Pixie? Have you, have you reached the moment? More or less, especially if we're not doing quirks because they're both really good. But anyway. Yeah, you, you can you can wait on quirks. That's fine. Um, I will be playing Professor Albie Wells, a mad scientist. Uh, he is in his early 30s. He looks 40. Um, in his <laughs> distinguishing features, 
uh, a too large lab coat, slightly skewed glasses, extremely calm and certain demeanor. A briefcase at Seed Meadow Days basically just looks kind of rumpled overall. Great. Love them. All right. <laughs> did, you, did you pick your stuff? Um, yes. A bottle of very yes. strong alcohol and a book of br- oh, wow. blueprints. Okay. Oh, good. We're having a fun time here. We got we've got weed, we've got alcohol, we have a, a aspirin full for of snacks, a, aspirin. Got aspirin. everything you need at the airport. That's a party, baby. <laughs> That's our characters. While Pixie's still choosing their quirk, which I guess we'll get yeah. to when it comes up. Um, I guess we should talk about setting next. Normally, it would be kind of, as far as I could tell, it would be kind of derivative from the monster, but like we kind of arrived at a setting idea that we wanted to play in first. So we're just going to make it work. Um, so I guess the movie itself is like, originally we were going to do this for Halloween and then we were like, oh, let's do it for Christmas because we can't get recording in October. And now it's probably going to be up for Thanksgiving. So it's end of the year holiday travel times at like an airport. And it's, it's locked down, man, because of, uh, insert nebulous reason here which i guess we'll figure out maybe snowstorm or plague or the airplanes had all the wheels taken off of them they're trying to find out who did it <laughs> the airplane's <laughs> just up on blocks <laughs> all the pilots are having a, a flash mob out on the runway and nothing can stop them <laughs> so we're all stuck in the terminal for the time being um, that's basically the setting as much as we've been specific about it. And we'll get to doing more of that as we get into building the movie. And I guess the last thing we need to talk about is our killer or our monster. Um, and our monster who we have decided to go with, with via the process of democratic voting slash discussion is Brian. And that's all I really need to say about Brian. It's, it's Brian. Brian. It's just, you know, it's just a guy. Brian. It's Brian. Everybody knows Brian. Brian. It's Brian. And Brian's going to be our monster. You'll have to find out how and why <laughs> and where. Brian's not a monster. He's, he's just a guy. He's Brian. He's Brian. Okay. So so how are we, like, starting this? What's the... How, how do we, like, kick this off? Okay. So first, uh, we need to decide who is going to be our first lead player or uh, lead character. And Essentially, it says we can do that however we want. If you all want, I can start off as the lead player since I've listened to this be played before or sure. somebody else could. I will defer to you all on how we want to decide that. I, I'm comfortable with you doing, with you doing that. Um, how does, what's the, there's a director in here as well. How does that get determined? Yes. So whoever is the lead player, the director is the person sitting to their right. Uh, so if I was the lead player, that would make you the director, Saturn. Okay, great. So what do I need to do then in this scene? Okay, so the director is essentially the GM of the scene. So you will roll two dice, 2d6, and add them together. Okay. And that will give us what our first scene is. So since we're in Act 1, uh, under Act 1 scenes, there are 12 scenes that or I guess, 11, because you can't roll a 1 on 2d6, that will tell us what our first scene is here. Okay. Uh, we got a good one for our first one. 
I roll a seven so we get monster attack. Oh, oh that's straight off. Okay. Straight All right. off. All right. We're 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 going hot and heavy into the first scene. <laughs> um, so I just refer to the monster for trait checks and TNs, which I'll uh, figure out what that means in a little hot minute. So in the meantime, under setup, it says set up a scene that makes sense based on what has come before, which is literally nothing. <laughs> and you choose when the monster attacks. Okay. So we're opening in like with like the wide shot of our jam-packed airport, I guess. All of the planes in the tarmac are on bricks. It's a catastrophe. No one can figure out what's happening. People are yelling at phones puzzling quizzically over the planes, wondering how the fuck they're going to get them off the bricks to put the wheels back on them. <laughs> it's a nightmare. And everyone else who's inside the airport, which we cut into, they're all like standing in lines, jam-packed, waiting in the terminal, not waiting in the terminal, getting checked by airport security, buying overpriced pretzels, things of that nature. And that is when our camera falls on our first victim whose name is Derek to Eric. <laughs> so Derek Derek and his teenage son, Eric Derek, are returning back home for the holidays. Eric Derek has sort of dragged his father off to an anime convention, and they are on the return trip home, loaded down with body pillows and just books that Derek does not understand. And all sorts of things that Eric wanted that Derek was just like, yeah, sure, I, I, I can buy that for you. It is a hassle. Derek does not know what he's holding or if he's dropped any of it. And he's just trying to make his way towards his gate through these crowds without losing track of his very undersized son. Yeah, I think I think there's this uh, like a shot in there where you're like going through the uh, luggage check and like all the body pillows and uh, babe posters are going through the uh, scanner and the TSA agents just sort of giving you this death glare. But it's fine. You just think he's having a bad day and he's probably not making any kind of judgments about the the things that you're bringing with you onto this plane trip. Um, I think so. You get through that. You are making your way towards the gate and are momentarily distracted by the wonderful smell of a airport Starbucks. Or I guess we can be legally distinct and just call it, I don't know, Buckstars? Uh, Farbucks. Yeah, sure, Buckstars. That's great. Uh, <laughs> we, we, the, the, the legally distinct pleasant aromas of a Farbuck. No, never mind. <laughs> of Buckstars. <laughs> the, the sign changes from scene to scene. It's the first continuity error on IMDb. Um, and your and uh, Eric Derek is momentarily distracted by the uh, wonderful smell, thinking of how nice it would be to, to have a coffee because he hasn't slept in like three days because his son is constantly on Discord watching Naruto AMVs <laughs> with his friends. Um, and as he wakes, stirs from his moment of reverie, <sighs> Eric's gone. Oh shit! I think Derek like looks frantically around for him. And we see that Derek has, like, one of those... Okay, so Eric is actually, like, 14, 15, but uh -huh. Derek still has, like, one of the child leash backpacks on him. <laughs> 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 Oof. Derek is, like, 
left holding the leash part uh-huh. and the backpack <laughs> is just like dangling on the ground. And he looks around and in David Cage fashion, presses X to Eric. Oh, wonderful. Says, Eric! 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 <laughs> Eric! Um, what happens here? Um, I think... The problem is you say David Cage sound was like, now the next scene is you find Eric very quickly and he is buying a, a Pulhoon for $20 from a clown who just so happens to be here. <laughs> um, but I have to actually lead into the uh, tension somehow. So you're hollering after Eric looking for him. You see a clown selling balloons, but Eric is not there. You're not sure why the clown <laughs> is there, but Eric is not at the clown buying balloons. Um, Gotta hawk these balloons somehow. Oh, I got to pay for this clown college. I got clown student loans. And you walk past like a little alcove or like hallway almost that has like soda machines, snack machines in it. I'm thinking. And then as you pass, you hear what sounds like an Eric yelp of pain or surprise (laughs) or something coming from the hallway of the soda. Yeah, I will drop body pillows and mango books and just dash my way towards the sounds of my distressed sign. You're hearing this like metallic clattering as you curve into this hallway to find that some strange man who looks uh, perfectly generic with a modestly kept haircut and what appears to be office workers attires from someone for like had a job in the 1990s is frantically trying to dig your son out of a mysteriously large pile of soda cans that have fallen on top of him and your son and, and eric is, is flailing his arms around in the, in the pile of soda cans and this strange man is trying to to uncover him so is this do we want to move into me making the trait check here or yeah sure i have no idea how this works so okay a little guidance is is appreciated at the end of each scene which generally would include more than one character but i forgot about that and i like how this turned out anyway you the characters in the scene will make trait checks so each character starts off with 66 which are our health pool, you will roll each of those D6 and based off of how you're fighting against the monster or making this trait check, you have a number that you have to beat. And on Brian's sheet, it has a number of successes that you have to make in order to determine whether you've succeeded or failed. So, for example, Derek is going to run over and just start, like, trying to scoop soda cans off of his son's body, which Uh is not a sentence I expected to say today. (laughs) So, I would be rolling my body stat, which is a four, because I am a middle-aged man with a dad bod, not a whole lot of strength going on there. And so, you have to roll above a four to get a success? Yes, four or above. Okay. Wait, no. I got that backwards. The number on Brian's sheet is what I have to roll. I have to roll four successes to be successful. Oh. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, Brian has the target numbers, and then you so have to you, get over that. So are you rolling all six of those dice at once? Yes. Okay. okay. So Brian also has a four for his body target number. 
So I have to get at least four fours on the 66 in order to succeed. Oh, rough roll. And I rolled and got three that were four or above and three that were below, which means I failed at this trait check. Keep in mind that failure doesn't necessarily mean your character dies. If you fail, it might mean your character was bested in some way, such as losing an argument. If you succeed, it might mean your character wins the argument or feels like they won, even if they really didn't. <laughs> so Great. essentially here, Brian is going to get the best of me in some way. Yeah. And I think it's as, as Derek is digging his son out of this pile of soda cans, suddenly even more soda cans fall on top of Derek <laughs> and, and he's trying to just shrug them off, calling for help, but the camera pans back. And the strange man is not there. <laughs> and because I have failed at this, I remove one die from my pool and I'm now down to five dice. And oh, so if you uh, fail with like with one dice left and you reduce zero dice, is that character death? Yes, that is when you are, they call it being wrapped in this game. And there are special rules for each monster on a wrap that we will get to when one of us dies. Oh, fun. Okay. Well, there was a scene. We did it. Yeah. And so then the play would move on to Saturn being the lead player with anybody else that you would like to have in the scene with you. And Levi would be the director for this scene. Okay. Okay. Um, let's have, hmm. Do we want to roll this scene before we decide? Yeah, so it's 2d6? Yes. Oh, right. That's right. We got a four. All of them still spinning. We're exciting. Got a six. So a ten total. No, no, no. A four and a two. I'm sorry. Total of six. Oh, sorry. I should have specified. Total of six. I was was too wrapped up and looking at it. So we have the fake outs. Oh, okay. I'm in... We're still in Act 1, right? Oh, yeah, you're right. Act 1 has a trigger for when we move on to Act 2, which is uh, one character dying or two or more being at three life or less. Okay, excellent. All right, so it's a party. So it seems to me that the... That Beef and... I'm sorry, what's the med scientist's name? Albie. Albie. So maybe there is like, oh, geez, I'm going to be stuck in an airport. Well, might as well get wasted. Yeah, I'm not the director here, but I do <laughs> like the image of Beef having successfully snuck weed through TSA and then proceeding to immediately light up after getting through TSA. <laughs> I yeah. like that image, though. I don't. Where what? Where's our party happening? Yeah, this, I guess that's a good point. Though. Okay. Um, okay. Define a reason for the party. It's very odd considering the airport. Um, well, Albie's a mad scientist. If Albie's going to be here, maybe it's Albie's who's putting on the party and Beef is here or vice versa. Okay. So where, where you would, where you would have a party in an airport is kind is a complicated question. My first answers are like one of the, those big spacious bathrooms that can, where you're like 10 people, there's like, you know, Uh there's like 10 stalls and like that. Like, go in there, have someone get rid of the smoke detector. No, no, that's definitely what's happening, actually, I think. <laughs> I think it's in the spacious airport bathroom. And what has happened is that uh, 
beef here as take has turned off the smoke detector and is selling weed out of out of their uh, coat pockets and everybody is lighting up and having a good time in the airport bathroom. And Albie And there's like there's like a bunch of NPCs here. Albie who has a whole bottle of very strong alcohol has realized that he's not getting that through TSA and he's like, "Well, might as well drink this ethanol." They can't take it take can't take it away once you drink it. So, yeah. that is the same set if we want to play it out some more before making the trait check, we can, or we can just move straight on if we wanted it to be sort of a shorter scene. Up to you all. I don't know how much is, I, I do not want to, uh, like, mosey yeah. in on the uh, director's role here either. So, so. so, to keep the scene from being completely uh, pointless, other than officially making, being able to market it as a weed comedy, weed horror comedy for you know you know the evil bong audience but you know there's an audience they'll buy this movie <laughs> yeah i mean they, or red box it at least yeah they do make evil bong movies happens all right so i think albie or beef sorry i'm trying to remember the name it's fine uh, what are the other should like where should uh let's slip where they're actually trying to go to gotcha yeah I, I think Beast like, yeah, man, what's up? Hey, have some of this. Here you go. I'm, how you, how you doing, man? I'm, I'm trying to get back to Milwaukee, man. But you know how it is with the air, if the airplanes being on bricks and stuff, you know, man. So I'm, I'm just, I'm just out here having a good time. My no. own, my, right, my, my own mile high club, but yeah. not like that kind of mile high club, like a different kind just... of mile high club. Oh, I get it. You know like you're high, my love. Yeah, oh, man. You're high up and you're high up. Yeah. Yeah, man. Okay, so the the trade check is that we're going to need a mouth check from somebody here because a janitor walks in and finds your weed party. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Like, he's, got like a, he's, got a, he's got a roll of like those sea but, brown paper towels. Like, but well, good. So, on, hey, what are you all... each uh, of the scenes, it does have what the, the trait check should be. Oh, it is? Oh, man. Yeah. Okay, so my bad. Spirit? Which, yeah, under party it spirit says spirit about? with a target number of four. Uh, spirit is essentially like grit or resolve. <laughs> so, so I guess like maybe like ability to just roll fat blunts or take <laughs> shots. Yeah. I don't know. Right yeah, or resolve. Man, good at that part, man. <laughs> I, I I got a spirit rating I, too, man. So this is gonna be cool, oh, man. I, yeah, this guy's in here. His his brow is furrowed, and you're getting cop vibes. Hey, Albie, what are you doing so, here? Yeah. Tell us what Albie's doing in the sweet party. Albie's like <laughs> still like really chill, pretty quiet overall. He has so like first of all, Albie is like is by gender, and he's got his hair like up in a a bun, and he's like taking that out Hello. and shaking it out, like and his glasses have fallen off. Also, <laughs> but he's okay. still like real chill, like real laid back. Um, and so I I feel like so can either character do this? Does it matter which one it is? I think uh, it has to be oh, me. Okay, okay. Both both characters, all characters in the scene, make a trait check. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. If you fail the trait check, you remove one of your dice from the pool. If you succeed on it, you get to remove a die from another player's pool. Okay. So Albie's oh, basic reaction to the entrance of this janitor is to like 
nod like like as if as if he's definitely supposed to be there and everything is fine (laughs) also because it's a spirit it makes me think of the collective reaction to the janitor walking in it's just sort of like the yeah we're supposed to be directly in (laughs) the janitor's eyes yeah no you're the weird one here I guess I'll actually take the opportunity as I, before he rolled this, like with the janitor walking in and the thief <laughs> making eye contact, we get like the, the sort of like finally clear shot of beef who I have described as noodly and pale face flushed from the cold with gray eyes, poorly maintained blue hair mop and ill-fitting beanie yeah. over large flannel and ratty skinny jeans <laughs> with a big flight jacket with many pockets stuffed with God knows what. And I think the response here is just like, hey, man, you can clean this one, clean this place later, man. Don't worry about it. It's cool. You want some? I'm trying to get all soft loaded before I get on the plane. No, not, the, not here, man. At, at this, at this rate, it'll be pretty quick. It'll take a while, honestly. Uh, anyway, no. I'm going to roll yeah. that 66. Um, right, so I, I need four successes, and I have to beat a two That's or a roll a, roll two or higher or beat a two? Meet or beat. So two okay. or higher. Just so, Okay, well, it's going to be nice and easy for so me. So how, how do the character traits work then? Like if I have a spirit of one, what does... A spirit of one means you have to get a one or higher. So, oh, which means okay. you can't fail. Okay. Yes. Interesting. Though it does mean like if you get something that's like a spirit TN4 and you've been reduced to three dice, you would still fail. Ah, Like gotcha. no matter what yes. you rolled. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so yeah, um, I rolled a, I rolled five successes here, a six, three, one, three, five, and four. so like no, no problem. Yeah. Wait, so the janitor looks me... around. Well, so. You know, if he, if you're not supposed to be here, clearly it's an uphill argument to try to dislodge you at this point. And this is pay grade. He just hands you the roll of paper towels. Oh, thanks, hands man. Me. I need some of these. <laughs> All right. Well, I've uh, got a roll too, right? Every character. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, you do. So I'm not sure if I said that right. The number you, the number on your sheet, it's the number of successes you need. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, okay. So wait. So I need two successes, and then the TN four means I have to roll a four or above. Yes. So okay. Yeah, I, I still, I still made it because I have uh three dice in here that meet a four or above. Okay. And my spirits too. So okay. okay. So yeah, same, same deal in this instance. Okay, I'm getting the idea now, though. I okay. just wanted to correct that before my Swiss cheese brain lost it again. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm sure we'll fuck it up again in the future. Don't worry. <laughs> so it's four or above, and I need three, right? Because I have three spirits. Yes. Okay. I have hold on. one, two, three, four successes. And you can remember you all have your tricks that you can use twice and your stuff as well on your mm-hmm. sheet. Okay. Soda's trick is very good. <laughs> or the charismatic trick. Just uh, remove yourself from the scene before making a trait check, and <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> I could have theoretically used that to just disappear from my own. You just hide in a stall. <laughs> it's like where'd he go? There's so much. There's so much purple haze here. I can't see that. So, uh, is there any cue to end the scene? I don't see one for party. 
And I don't see any cue for a monster attack either. Um, essentially that would be sort of the end of this scene. Both of you succeeded, right? Yeah. Yeah. So since you were the only two characters in the scene, you would remove a die from each other's pools. So each of you would lose one die. Because if you succeed, you take a die from the life pool of another player. And you take it, but you don't keep it. It's just gone. Yeah. So in the instance where I had succeeded and then Pixie failed, Albie would actually be down two life. Yes. Okay. Ooh, Ooh. brutal. Wow. Right. Okay. That's why the lead player gets to pick who else is in the scene with them. Ah, I see. You can actually game it. That's funny. All right. Uh, weird. So next, I would be the lead player and Pixie the director. Yes. Excellent. So Pixie can go ahead and roll 2d6. Six and one. Monster Would attack again. Oh, another shoot. monster attack. <laughs> I, to be fair, I think that is statistically likely, question mark. <laughs> yeah. I think a seven is the statistical average yeah, it's the most likely. 2d6. Yeah. So that makes sense. According to Powered by the Apocalypse, seven to nine would be our most frequent all right so that would leave it up to levi who else is in this monster attack scene um okay so i think we should bring derek derek back keep that going um my character's there and the director's player is not in the scene unless they're the only one left okay gotcha so I think it makes sense for this to still be separate from the uh, the the party, then, if that makes sense. Yeah. Since LB and LB and Beef are busy. <laughs> yeah. Party's still going. You you stared down the uh, the man. In this case, the man being somebody who makes ten dollars an hour to clean the bathroom. But God. Okay. So, so yeah. So Pixie's going to be uh, taking charge of where we're going next. Okay. With the monster attack scene so we've got the dad and the skeptic and they're the same monster attack more of an anti-skeptic <laughs> anti-skeptic could probably stand to be a little more skeptical uh, <laughs> i can see it the airport killer and he just sees the fucking cloud of weed smoke coming out of the bathroom <laughs> yeah honestly if you want how i, I was thinking like like harold is like walking like in front of like the bathroom all like just like clouds of weed <laughs> like roll out he's like talking to like a he's talking to a tape recorder or what's well, that under stuff so i'll use it for anything but he's like he's like i have to get back back to me <laughs> <laughs> i've been on this case this doppelganger case for months now and I have to get back to my office before they do. Do we do we know how the Eric situation <laughs> resolved? Can I establish that or? Oh yeah, um, yeah, that's open ended. So okay, if you've got an idea, go for so, it. So so he's not dead. So he, did, he didn't die yeah. under the the soda cans. He's, he's been severely injured and like taken to like whatever medical facilities the airport has uh, waiting. You know, an ambulance. And which happens to be in the same hallway as the party bathroom. Uh, That's probably also why no one has noticed because there was a big commotion getting this soda can injured Naruto teenager 
to the, you know, to the medical facilities and stabilized. Um, so I think that, sorry, Derek is just kind of like waiting outside that room in the same hallway as, um, sorry, names, Harold. Yeah, Harold yeah, Underwood. I figured now's, okay, go ahead. They're both chilling awkwardly in the same hallway while Harold is, you know, muttering to himself. Um, and weed smell is coming out of the bathroom. <laughs> and then um, you see, like, Brian, like, enter. Like, it's like a long hallway. And at the far door, you see Brian enter and begin to walk down the hall. Uh, towards us? Yeah, like, towards you. Not, like, coming okay. toward you, but walking in the direction Just that like you are. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. So yeah, Harold's watching this figure. I figure there, he's not the only person in this like airport hallway or is it just empty except for Brian? I was thinking empty. Like, okay. Well, still it's, you know, it's a lot it's of night. people have filtered into the bathroom yeah. at this point. <laughs> the bathroom yeah. or the <laughs> medical room. One of the two. Most people. The two hot destinations <laughs> in the circle. <laughs> yeah. So not as good times any. The distinguishing features I picked for Harold are uh, receding hairline, quick darting eyes, haunted expression, and talks to himself. So um, Derek's out here, like outside the nurse's office, for lack of a better word. Yeah, I think Derek's sitting in like one of those airport chairs, mm -hmm. like next to the door to the office, just like picking it. The fruit snacks that are kept in his fanny pack. Oh, no. So, uh, Harold, who doesn't have any attack, especially, is just going to ask. It's like, there's a lot of commotion. It, do you, did you see what happened? Oh, yeah, that's my son. God bless his heart. He was, uh, well, I don't know where he went. He slipped out of his backpack and he holds up the child leash backpack and says, I found him. He was buried under some soda cans and oh actually that's the guy that was helping us out and Barry. Derek's gonna like stand up and walk towards Brian holding out the <laughs> pack of fruit snacks like I really owe you one do you wanna you want a snack buddy <laughs> oh okay so Harold's gonna yeah just gonna watch this unfold then it's not his business yet Harold's going to watch the chaos unfold. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's, like, obviously watching and being nosy, but, like, he's not going to, he's not going to step in yet. Hmm. Trying to think what Brian can work with in this hallway. Because we're still in the first phase, right? It's not like. Yeah. yeah this... And also, like, Brian's Brian. Like, he's not going to, like, have a machete. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, he, he might. He could, but, like, not but probably not. I, like, I feel. That might be an act, too. Yeah. I feel like at this point, Brian is probably working with the environment. So what in this environment could Brian use? I almost imagine he might be kind of, like, luck based almost like yeah things just happen around that's him. true yeah so oh so just at the point oh. that like so when brian um passes the two of you he kind of like glances over and just like nods casually he's just a dude he's just walking probably you know to get to his flight um right after he passes you um there is like 
an electrical short sound and the light panel, you know, the sickly fluorescent light above you, like there is a crash and one of the ceiling beams comes down. Oh, shit. With like wires crackling around it. Oh, shit. Okay. Brian does not turn around. (laughs) Keeps going. Brian. Right. So sounds like a good time to roll. What should be rolling? Uh, body mm-hmm. trying to like dive out of the way. I actually think for Derek, I may use brains on this one to like spot it coming and time to move. If that makes sense, because we can each pick our stat that we would want to roll here. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Sounds good. Yeah. I, say, I don't. I don't of... imagine. I don't imagine Derek wants to have any other uh, large heavy objects fall on top of yeah. him. So he's 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 ready. He's watching. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He, he's skittish at this point. So what is Brian's brains target? Brains. Target. Uh, five. Okay. Ooh. So I have to get two or more fives. This is a fun like DC mechanic. It is. Yeah, I like that. And I got two fives exactly, Ooh. so I am just barely safe as Derek dodges out of the way. What's the what's the body target uh, number? Four, four. So I have a body three. I need three fours. Love and that. let's see. And now that's time to come up a uh, precognition. When you make a trait check after you make the roll, you can re-roll any one die, then check for success. Ooh. Okay. So need using your tricks. Uh, oh wow okay so actually rolled really good (laughs) i've got five successes so um yeah harold despite his potato shape does does a roll out of the way thanks to his his gift of a second sight his curse (laughs) each of us would then take a die from or not take a die but force another player in the scene to remove a die okay so each of us would lose one in this instance. All right. Do, so do, we're do, both, do, do, do. both down one, right? So when, at this point, is it the, the one that you rolled or is it any one that you want to remove from? What do you mean? When when you were forced to remove a die. Oh, your pool is just your pool. Oh, so like overall, like the total. Yeah, you have yeah. six in just general. one. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. So for instance, now Derek is down to four dice in his life pool that oh, no. makes sense there Derek's very quickly on the way out yeah Derek like dabs at his forehead with one of those like bandana things that he keeps in his fanny pack for brow sweat uh-huh. oh that was this airport's really falling apart here tonight yeah uh, Harold's gonna grab uh, Derek by the shoulders and be like was that man there when the first accident happened to your son but he's gone. He's not there anymore. Oh, I think if I may, we just end with like Derek looking down the hallway and not saying anything. Nice. Dramatic. Okay. Yeah. So that means next up is a uh, pixie with Elliot as as director, right? Yes. So I rolled an eight for our scene. Which is physical activity. The characters oh engage in some sort of physical activity that requires strength and brown. They might build <laughs> or repair something. They might play a sport. The activity should have some sort of end goal other than just doing the thing. 
oh god there's so much potential here considering the last yeah. scene <laughs> i'm gonna say beef is still around also that's the other character great okay. beef has just become attached to you at some point like a <laughs> they're like an odd couple now <laughs> so to refresh my memory we had uh beef and albi in the bathroom, in the bathroom party. Uh, lighting up with like 12 other people consuming <laughs> ethanol and the janitor was not impressed right no no the janitor was not impressed so i think we then cut to like beef and i'll be having to escape from the janitor like <laughs> okay. i'm imagining he <laughs> left the first time but <laughs> He decided, no, I want, maybe left. I am going to make problems for these people. <laughs> like he came, came back and a, they were he came still. Back with a fire extinguisher and just started spraying. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think what happens is he weaves and like grabs one of those big janitor like push brooms <laughs> and he comes in and just starts swinging Jesus it. Like, what the get fuck? Out of here. I don't get paid enough. I'm trying to chill here, man. Cut it out. I don't get paid enough to be janitor and security. And Tom just got released on budget cuts. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> hey, man, that sounds rough. You want some weed? Chill out about it, man. <laughs> and so, yeah, I think he's just like almost using it like a fencing sword, just like trying to poke just, people out of backyard. Just chasing us out like when a snake gets stuck in your backyard. Out of here, hippies. No, man. I, I, think, I think Beef is like tripping over themselves, like scrambling for the door. Like, cheese it! So... Uh. The, and everybody's scattering. The trait <laughs> check on this is a uh, body roll, and you need to get or beat a four. Oh, actually, you know what? I'm going to use the trick uh, because it's fun. I think the instance here is actually like it's like the the janitor starts coming at coming at everybody with the brew and, and beef to sleep. Oh man, I'll be like right back. Just to, like chill out for a second. Um, and beef just like very quickly walks out of the room. Um, and I'm using the trick, talk my way out. Um, remove yourself from the scene before making a trait check. No one can reduce your life pool as a result of trait checks in the scene. Love it. Great. So Albie is just left holding the bag. Or oh, I guess in this case, brutal. the pipe and or wants, yeah, depending. Albie is kind of like using his briefcase to shield himself from this room. And just, like, making a beeline for the door. Calmly, though. He's chill. He's been drinking. beeline. <laughs> he's cruising. He, he is. He's cruising. Just with a, you know, briefcase in front of his face. Um, so I'm down to five. <coughs> Sorry. Five. Oh, by the way, how, how do marks and wounds get filled out? As far as I'm aware, that's just sort of to narratively keep track of, like, where your character would have been hurt. Gotcha. Ah. Okay. I was wondering so, like, if that was like a specific thing we're supposed to like when we lose a life pool, we mark something. But I don't think you have to, but I may be wrong about that. I know I put an X on Derek's head after the soda can avalanche. Okay. Just checking. All right. 
second, I would like to canonically say that the soda brand was Avalanche, and it's an <laughs> off-brand Mountain Dew. Ah, I got oh, nice. I got all five successes. So, oh wow, uh, Albie's oh, yeah. calm attitude carries him through this situation, and he just leaves. What about this janitor comes in with this giant push broom chasing you out, and both of you just casually walk out? <laughs> beef, beef, beef. Very beef slicks their way out as someone who owes pe- a lot of people money and never pays them back as what to do. Um, Albie, I think, uh, was very valiant just, with their suitcase shield technique. Just imagine him just like nodding at the janitor, making eye contact and nodding again and holding up the briefcase in one hand and just leaving. Great. Well, you don't take, you don't lose life pool. And since I talked my way out, I cannot have cool. my life pool reduced. So I don't so, think I don't think either of us lose life yeah. pool here, right? Right. We that came was out of just the a narrative scene to get you all out of the bathroom. Yes. <laughs> uh, about time. Yeah. Now we're all out in the hallway. So that would bring me back to the lead player and Saturn back as the director. All right, let's roll them bones. See what we get. We got nine total. Um, so that is where to put my my PDFs. Investigate a noise. <sighs> Brains TN4. Um, the characters investigate a strange or unexpected noise. The strange noise is never a cat. The director plays the part of the noise. As a director, I'm required to play the part of the noise, and I must know what's making the noise and reveal it by the end of the scene. So, Derek, who's with you when you hear the noise? I think we just follow up from the bathroom scene, and I want to have, like, sort of culminating the bathroom scene and the doctor's office scene, since they're right next to each other. Like, as Albie is coming out of the bathroom, it's going to be when we hear the noise, so it'll be all three of us ah. in this scene. Oh, interesting. I'm just trying to think of what the what a good noise would be here. A strange noise. The scene the scene can fill in after the noise, but I need to know the noise. Um the noise that you hear. There's a bunch of commotion first off cuz everybody's getting chased out of the smoky bathroom. You're just noticing you're not sure why the bathroom is smoking and so many people are running out. You figure maybe it's on fire. <laughs> um, you see a, obviously you see a Albie a kind of coming towards you, like holding their suitcase aloft as though shielding themselves from the fire. Um, some noodly weirdo is kind of walking in the other direction. Very bright blue hair. Looks like, looks like a lot of people. You figure they probably also went to that anime convention or something. Cause there's a lot of people there who looked like that person. <laughs> you, you're, you don't think you saw them maybe, but like they look kind of familiar in that way. Um, and you hear a noise that is like, like that. Just I'm out of like loud enough to, to come over the commotion uh can you describe it you cut out on my end after the first <laughs> like that oh like that it sounds like okay. that. that well i have to play the part of the noise so i yeah. have to make the noise no no i get you can i get that again <laughs> you heard it you hear it three times in succession it's like really it's, it's really grating okay jesus i think we i mean 
Should we go look at that? The light fixture just almost fell on us. We should probably go see. Yeah. So was... we can let somebody know what's falling apart in this airport. Yeah. Yeah. The bathroom's yeah. on fire. This whole place is falling apart. Um, what direct, like where, where do you, uh, where do you hear the noise coming from? I, I'm, I'm doing some radical uh, director okay. actor role so, reversal here. Uh, where, figure, where's the noise coming from? I figure it's the opposite of the, where basically the opposite of where Bryant came from. So in the same sort of direction he was going before he disappeared, I figure there's like one of those long sort of automated hallways almost between like terminals oh. where there's like the you know where they got like the the conveyor belts that you can stand belt, on yeah. to yeah. yeah it's like a okay, big yeah. long you, you hear it coming from you hear that noise coming from the direction of the conveyor belts and it like keeps like doing that repeating three pattern like every couple of seconds Albie just uh. like walks toward it like <laughs> see what's going on it's so, it is so loud over here. You've noticed actually this little automated roller thing that you happen to be on or near, I suppose. Near at the moment. Has, has stopped moving. Like there's other ones, there are other ones in vision that are kind of rolling, but this one seems to be like it's inching and not quite like able to actually go forward. Uh. Yeah, I think Brian, er, Brian. I'm not Brian. Derek is, <laughs> sounds like we are all Brian. Brian. I think Derek's going to look at Albie and just be like, you look like a smart fella. Think you can figure out what's going on with that there thing? Albie <laughs> like kind of gets down to one knee with like a groan of effort. Um, he's not very fit. Wow. And just kind of like is sitting there peering at this stopped escalator or not escalator conveyor belt going, mm-hmm. <laughs> like a Minecraft yeah. villager. Well, let, let's go ahead. <laughs> let's go ahead and do the uh, check here. So this is going to be a brains, a TN4. So you have to get four successes to investigate the noise. No, so do you we have to roll a four to be a success. You have to roll a four, uh, right? Like I said, I promise I will I fuck have, this up repeatedly. I have to roll a at one success. So this is this hopefully will work out for me. We'll see. So you have to roll at least four. You have to get one success. I got, Sounds like everyone else has to roll it too. Which yeah, is great. yeah. I got so, my required two successes. I need is, four successes for a brains roll. So, so let's see. I imagine this is essentially just Derek sending Albion to deal with the problem. Is his brain success? I got all successes. Oh, wonderful wow. so How's, uh, our paranormal investigator do? i got three successes however if a brain's a four so i think that means that i fail yes i believe so yes all right um okay so i think what happens here is that let me think so obviously derek sends an alley to do the investigating and you find this like panel right like a service panel and you like obviously you don't have the key for it but you really quickly just like fucking like whack it with something because you know the secret to opening these because you have to sometimes you know break it into airport access panels as part of your it's just a thing you have to do it's just a thing you do and and excuse me um underwood harold Harold happens to be standing by as well and is also bent down to investigate this panel with you. And you crack open the panel 
and a uh, severed hand comes popping out of the oh, guy God. and whacks Harold in the face. And oh, covers no. him in blood. And it's just horribly scary. And you look in and there's just like chunked meat. Oh yeah. We we went we went to the deli section to make the scene work. It looks it looks really <laughs> nasty in there. It looks like an entire person has been shoved inside this access panel. And you're like Albie. Yeah, that's a, that's a, the the Yeah, continue. Albie's eyes just kind of like widen a bit and he just kind of like looks at thing and at Harold and the thing and at Harold. <laughs> Harold's just standing there. That's with like, the problem. I think the I hand think. is like has, has kind of like rested on Harold's face, and it's just like bleeding. <laughs> yeah, Harold like grabs it and like pulls it off. It's like, what the fuck is happening in around here? Oh, uh, very good. I think I. So is that the end of the scene. We think we do need to resolve the trait checks. So Harold would remove one die from the pool. And then Albie and Derek get to decide who else Who does. they're taking theirs mm-hmm. from. Yeah, so I'm going to say that Albie removes one die from okay. their pool. Just by sheer psychic damage of seeing this uh, treadmill full of organs. Yeah, he doesn't react much, but you can't quite, even if you're a mad scientist, you can't quite look at a treadmill full of deli meat and come out okay. <laughs> <laughs> we want, we want, we, they, they were having a BOGO on beef tongue and we really, we really stretched it for the budget here. Um, hmm. Derek's really lost a lot. So I'm not going to go for Derek in this particular situation. Um, I will go with Harold, especially because Harold has also been yeah. slapped with the severed hand. Okay. Yeah. So Harold uh, loses two in this exchange. Oh. And Harold is down to three dice. I believe Derek's also down to three dice. Makes it. Derek is at four. At four oh, dice. Okay. okay. Is now remind me, we get to act two when at least two players are at three dice. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm at four. So if either oh, Derek... all the characters are at three life or less. Okay. No, it's two. Oh, it's ends. Excuse me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Cool. So once one other person gets down to three in their life pool. Okay, and then we'll move out of Act 1. Yeah, you. generally Act 2 and Act 3 go quicker than Act 1. Ah, gotcha. Well, um, I think that's next scene. So it's going to be me and then Levi DMing, directing. Right, so let's see. Get, get a 6 party. Look, can I re-roll, re-roll that? <laughs> Like the yeah, first one was hard enough. time again, man. <laughs> There's a man pulped. <laughs> Don't a, be a bummer, man. It's an energy uh, block, full person. I, I, as lead player, I'm okay with theory rolling it. I don't know if it's in the rules or not, but I, I, I think we've exhausted yeah. the, the, the viability <laughs> is, of party. It specifically <laughs> says in the directions, uh, the director may... At their option, instead use the scene before or the oh. scene after the one they roll. Oh, okay. Okay. This will help keep things varied and prevent you from having three party <laughs> scenes in a row. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yo. This was a good time. Sure, you don't want to make that movie? Yeah, no, it's not. Uh... like partying that much, in which case, use the party scene for every scene. <laughs> I'm not the boss of you. 
Um, uh, look, I'm well, gonna... I will say we've already had like two monster attacks. We have not had any talk to the crazy person. You know, that's true. I was very tempted to just have more monster attacks because it's been going hard like that. But I don't know. We could use a break. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So says. Set so up. Beef is here. Um, Beef has to bring at least one person with them, right? I believe. Uh, or. Then, yeah. Yeah. So uh, who shows up here? Let me see. Well, I guess it's going to depend on how Levi set up the scene. So let me see. The characters talk to a crazy person who tries to warn them about the monster, or maybe the crazy person tries to warn them about something else. Why would they do that? We have a monster already. <laughs> All right. So Beef has oh, snuck you, up. You can make this a monster attack scene if you want to. No, no, that's the, fine. Special, no, because of the special director. See, thing. you can call us a monster attack at any time during the scene. Oh. That's great. Okay, let me think. So Roast Beef is sneaking away from <laughs> Doctor's <laughs> office. <laughs> or whatever his name is. Uh, so, um, hmm. what else is in a... Beef has opened their oh. uh, flannel trivial shirt underneath that reads, I'm the guy who sucks, plus I got depression. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I think what happened, no, okay. So what happens is that uh, Beef Johnson, this is one of those super big airports where they've got like a little. Beef Johnson. <laughs> Johnson. <laughs> what was it? No, no, it's Beef Jackson. I didn't go with Beef Johnson because that sounds like a pork. <laughs> that you're listed as a Beef Jackson is way better. Okay. Sure. Some people call me Beef Johnson, man. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I okay. don't ask why. I think it's because they like hot dogs. Whatever, man. Slim Jim is on one of those. They, it's like the airport is so big. They've got like a little little rail, like uh -huh. circuit with a train on it that brings passengers around. Oh hell yeah, the tram. Yeah, yeah. So it, like he's on the tram, and the only other person in there is somebody who apparently sneaks into the airport to sleep in the tram. Are we sure it's not also beef? <laughs> it might be. It might be. Um, it might be we, I think kind we do have to have someone else here. So I think maybe because you're going to be playing the crazy person and I don't want to uh, have you pull double duty as your own character. I feel like maybe Albie shows up here. Maybe? Yeah. Question mark? That sounds good. <laughs> like maybe Albie. Al Albie's just like, I'm not having this dead body shit. I need to get out of yeah, here. Al and then goes to the tram. Albie has decided to go to the Buck Stars to sober up a little bit. Because <laughs> this is just too much at once. <laughs> out of, sorry, I just saw text chat having an out of beef experience. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm constantly having that when I haven't gone to the grocery store. Stupid. <laughs> Stupid. All right. So we're in, we're in the, the tram, the golf cart tram, the take you into Disney world parking <laughs> tram that is in the airport. Yeah. Beef is here. Albie has also arrived surprised to find beef here after beef abandoned them to their uh, bathroom fate. And then there's some guy. Yeah. I figure Tell us about the guy. All right. So the, the guy, um, or the gal or whoever it is. Yeah. No, it's, it's a guy I figure. He's got like a. He's got like a, one of those sort of old polyester suits from like the seventies. It looks like he's been wearing it since then. Like all the, like the shoulders and the elbows and stuff are all like busted out. So he look, and uh, he's got a, he's got like a big suitcase that he's using as like a pillow. He's just like sort of like laying down 
looks up, sees that there's two people in the tram in the middle of the night for some reason. He's just like, y'all better be quiet. Don't let nobody know you're in here. Oh, man, I'm bad being quiet, man. You want, you want some reefer, man? No. Like 20, 20 bucks? Oh, okay. It's only 20 bucks, man. Are you sure? You seem like you could chill out. <laughs> no, he's crazy. He doesn't want it. <laughs> Oh, uh, sorry. I can see the script. Yeah, I, don't, don't worry about it, man. He doesn't. Like he doesn't want the sweet anyway. reefer. You seem like kind of a narc anyway, man. I don't have what you need. I'll be just like She's nods. Like, no. You know when you sleep in here, you see a lot of weird shit. Just I, out, I, I, I out in the imagine. airport. I bet, man. Hey, you got a room here? It's actually, I could, my, my apartment fell through. Yeah, I'm thinking about maybe, you know, spotting a, oh. spotting a lease on a, a tram car and getting real cozy <laughs> with some, with some bench seating, you know, a, man? A lease? No. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Look, no, I'll, pay look. You, I'll pay you 20 bucks if you let me sleep here, man. Uh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> Fine. Why? Thanks, Why would I'll, you? I'll, I'll, <laughs> wait, wait, you know, I'll cover that. Just I'll take it, man. Later, man. <laughs> you said there was some weird shit in this airport, though, man. I don't know if we'll be Yeah. In character of whack <laughs> I don't know if we'll be giving you toy books. There's some weird shit happening here, man. <laughs> You're haggling now? <laughs> Look. Look, your dumbass would probably wind up, I don't know, getting run over by the tram at this rate. Get, man, get out of my house. Well, man, keep, you're, look, man, if you're a cop, you have to tell me, man, but if you're not, you can't make me go fucking anywhere, man. I'm going to sit right here. Uh, okay, so, and about Sorry. the end of this conversation here, the tram, like, sort of the you did try to warn me. Yeah, it slowly <laughs> slides to a halt, and you you can see in the window uh, behind the crazy person. I guess your new maybe landlord inside the window. It's like just like waiting at the platform for you. Is just like with a smile on his face is Brian. All right, man. I guess this is my stop, man. I'll see you, man. Thanks, man. <laughs> okay. Hey, hey, you you want. So the uh, no, you let him continue. Yeah. So the uh, so the the tram car guy turns around. and goes, "Oh Jesus Christ!" And like, you know, clutches his chest and like staggers backwards against the wall of the tram. Oh. Beef like looks at him momentarily and then looks at 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 Brian, who Beef has never met before, and Beef's just like, "Hey man, you look you looking for stuff, man? Brian's, I got you covered, man." Brian says nothing, but he waves, and then the tram starts up again, and it seems like it's going a lot faster than it was before. Oh, man, I was going to get off at that stop, man. Oh, fuck. Albie was in the middle of nodding at Brian when this ramp just starts again, so he just kind of, like, jolts and looks. Hey, man, this ride isn't chill anymore, man. Okay, so, um, see you. Oh, Dude, it's mouth TN4. Ah, how can I possibly justify this as a mouth roll? Oh, well, um, I should have read this closer. Mouth, mouth roll <laughs> for the for tram guy to not hate us, I guess. Um, Slash maybe help us. You know what? Mark? Yeah, you know what? Like, yeah, tram guy's down there. He's like, he's like pounding on his chest like the, like the Bulls fan from the Saturday Night Live sketches. 
Well, I have a mouth of one. So I <laughs> Oh, have you can to talk people at, into anything. Holy shit. I have to roll at least one. At least one okay. four. Okay. Yeah. And so. I rolled at least one four barely. <laughs> okay. So I got a six and a bunch of threes. So um yeah, all right. So and then Albie has to roll as yeah, well. So, oh, yeah. So like okay. Albie's got a mouth of two and Albie's like, look, if this tram crashes, we all go down. You've been here a long time, I assume. <laughs> you must know something about <laughs> Think, think. Is there anything that can help me run this train? Okay, that sounds good. And you mean, come on, man, leave it to the tram wizard. (laughs) (laughs) That guy's my landlord, probably. (laughs) I'm like, what are the results? Then I'll tell you. Um, The the driver started having a heart attack, and Beef's (laughs) immediate reaction was to try to sell weed. Look, it's good for your heart, probably. <laughs> Unless you Look, man, like, I gotta make money. I gotta, I, it is a business opportunity. Yeah, like, I'll make it work. It's always be closing, dude. Okay, so right. always beef closing. <laughs> what is beef what is closing. the number I've got to meet here? Three, me or four? Oh, four. Four, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I have three successes, so I'm good. Oh, okay. So yeah, you both got successes, basically. So yeah, the tram wizard. I uh, see his ears, you know, treating. He sees Albie's earnestness. That he's <laughs> yeah. beef's, unable, and... beef's unable to be fucked with this. Beef, beef's vague ramblings. So, so he like points over me and then the car's like, yeah, there's an emergency brake <laughs> under the panel. Albie goes oh. for it. Okay. So um, I figure. Yeah, despite... you notice this tram's going pretty fast, man? It seems like. Wildly unsafe. Yeah, so the tram, like, just sort of slowly rolls up to the... Whatever you call those things at the end of train lines where they bump into something. And stop. There's like a screeching hole. Yeah, just... And and it doesn't crash and mangle you. So that's good. Yeah, that's, uh, I'll take it. This is just as good a stop as any man. Thanks for your ride, train wizard. It's been real. Does either of you have any aspirate? Unfortunately, the guy who has aspirin, I think, is in another. I I really do got some weed, man. Like I can hook okay. you up, man. It'll be twenty dollars, man. Come on. Oh, he's got half a bottle of ethanol. That's about it. I'll give you your first month's rent free if you let me hit that. Really cool, man. Here, I've heard that from a landlord before. I'm I've been going to quote unquote spend beef's weed and give. Giving the train wizard a hit. <laughs> I'm going to not have access to that anymore, unfortunately. But but you know what? These next month the rent is covered. So as long as they can get like, a cool Honda, they can be back in the game, man. This is what Snow Crash was about, I bet. <laughs> oh, wretched. Okay. Oh, so. Wonderful. Each of you causes the other to lose a die from your pool. Yes, I am at four now. I'm down to three. Which ah, so brings got us two on people to at three. Act two. Where we there? We um. I'm cool to keep recording this, but if we like, we it's been like an hour plus, so we mm-hmm. should probably stop the recording. Yeah, here and then pick it back up. Yeah, break with the next part if y'all would like to continue doing this.
I would love to continue yeah. doing this. I'm having. I would also love to continue doing this. I'm having time <laughs> with my fucking life. This is great. All right, so I'll just I go play ahead. stoners more. <laughs> I know it's. I, I would do it all the time, except then except. that becomes your thing, you know. It's, yeah. Do we want to oh, tune in? Tune in next time, Big Gamer's <laughs> channel. Uh, we're gonna be playing more of this because we're having fun. Um, it's probably only gonna be a second episode. Owen's probably. not here, so, so yeah. this is the outro that you get. Yeah, Owen's not here Live to stop us or like give us technical guidance or like do anything except listen to this episode in abject horror when he goes to edit it. So yeah, shout outs, shout outs to him. He's a real one. Keep it real. See you next week. See ya. Hopefully. Stay big, gay, and also nerdy. Big Gay Nerds is made possible by our Patreon supporters. We would like to give special thanks to Calvin Cox, Evelyn Nadia DuPont, Frank L., Giraffe Scarves, Hell Bloodhands, Jack Toops, Jarnope, Joel, John the Book Hoarder, Lori Dean, Lucas Bell, MC Verdandi, Nyan Hellcat, Ollie, Patrick Moore, Ryan Isopa, Udon Bullets, Thor Holmquist, and Trash Hime. If you would like to join their ranks and gain access to special content, simply visit us at patreon.com slash biggaynerds and donate at the Lodged Gay Nerds tier. If you'd like to support us for free, spread the word on social media. We are at Big Gay Nerds Cast on Twitter and just Big Gay Nerds on Tumblr and Facebook. And if you just want to hang out, join the Big Gay Nerds Fan Club Discord server linked in all the aforementioned pages.